think every once in a while it's good to we we did this a few weeks ago it seems like but I think every once in a while it's good to sort of talk about for lack of a better term what I'd call the big picture um we all get different parts and pieces, but isn't it interesting and wonderful when all those parts and pieces start to come together and we sort of get a realization, man, God knows what he's doing. He's, he's been working in this all along. Isn't that reassuring? You know, you don't always, you can't always see or tell. You're not sure, not that you're doubting God, but you, you got a piece over here and a piece over here, and then you can look back and you realize, man, God did all of that. Now when he's bringing these pieces together, it just makes sense. He knew what he was doing the whole time. Scripture calls him a master builder. A master builder. And he doesn't build the way you and I would build. Um, but I promise you he has a plan. And he knows exactly what the plan is, and he's working things according to his plan. And so he can do something over here, and you and I can say, well, that's wonderful, but I don't, you know, whatever. And he can do something over here, and this can happen in our life, and that can happen, and this word of God can talk to us, and he can lead us in this direction. We're going, okay, all right. But then we look back, and we realize, oh, my goodness, he was building. He's putting these pieces together. And I see that taking place. Um, 2 Kings chapter 6. I'll let you get there, Brother Jeremiah. We'll start in a minute. I'm going to talk for a few more minutes before we go there. But 2 Kings chapter 6. You know, we spent the, we spent the end of 2019, the last three months of 2019, and then we picked it up again in the middle of 2020. We spent talking about the body of Christ and being a part of the body of Christ. And uh, so I think between the last three months of 2019 and a month or two in 2020, we probably spent five to six months talking about some element, some way, some part of being the body of Christ. And, and I don't doubt at times that you might have been thinking, okay, Brother Hart, you know, there's other scriptures in there. <laughs> But the Lord was trying to help us understand something. And, um, you know, every part of the body has a function and a role, not just a place. Not just a place, a function. And so it's one thing to, first, the Lord, the Bible says that he sets members in the body as it pleases him. That's place. So then we have to find our function in that place. The Bible speaks about how ministry makes room for itself. See, that's, that's important for us to know. Men don't... Men try, but spiritually, men don't appoint ministry. Okay? When someone has a ministry that is God-ordained, it makes room for, him, for itself. Right? They don't have to have somebody come to them and say, okay, you know what, you can operate in ministry. Does that make sense? And so the Bible teaches us that. And so, and so this is the body finding its function in the body. And so the Lord spent a lot of time talking to us about the body. And... Um, And we've spent quite a bit of time with some, and this has to do with the body, talking about structure. And you'll probably hear some more about structure uh, in time. Um, matter of fact, I'll probably send out a... Um, I, I taught Saturday in Puyallup for a little over two hours uh, to a group of people. Uh, some things that I have taught to some here about structure, so I'll probably send that out, and so, so if you're just feeling like I'm interested, you have to commit two hours, um, seeing you guys thought I went long here on Sundays, 
But the Lord's dealing with us about structure. Everybody doing okay? I'm talking about big picture. And um, then the last probably three months, the Lord has dealt with us quite a bit about prayer and in fellowship with Him. Remember these conversations? If you go back and you look through the YouTube and you listen to some of those things, you look and you realize, well, you realize one of two things. You'll realize, man, the Spirit of the Lord is really trying to take us somewhere, or you'll look and go, oh, the heart really gets stuck on a subject sometimes. I got no interest in just, no interest in just having another message. I'm interested in where the Holy Ghost is wanting to take us as the body of Christ. And we're not just here so we can say we've been filled with the Spirit and we're doing good. We're here to be a part of the body of Jesus Christ in the earth and desire Him to use us in the function that He intends so that He is glorified through the body. Through the body. Through us as the body. Now, this is important. Here, do something with me. I did this the other day, you'll witness it again, but the Lord was, oftentimes when I'm talking or teaching, the Lord's leading us somewhere, I'll say something, and you might think I thought it ahead of time, but I really didn't, and I'm getting revelation while I'm speaking it. This happened to me the other day. So do me a favor, would you raise your left hand? If you're unsure, it's the one opposite mine. I see some of you on, no, I'm kidding. Everybody raise your left hand. All right, go ahead and put it down. Now, did your left hand raise itself? No? Okay. Um, your left hand was dependent on your forearm. True? Your forearm was dependent on your bicep which was dependent upon your shoulder. And all the instruction came from the head. We agree? What was the attention on? The attention was on the left hand, right? Anybody having some struggles with that when I ask you to do that? Anybody struggling going, no, I want my forearm to get the attention? No, I don't my forearm's doing the work. I'm not put no, nobody. No. Anybody concerned about the fact that it was your left hand rather than your right hand? No. No, and I, I don't think your body was in. Anybody feel like your body was in conflict? I don't mean. I don't mean like aches and pains. I, you know, welcome to the club. But anybody feel like your body was in conflict? Like your arm was pulling it down while you were trying to put your hand? Any, anybody? No. See, every part has a function in performing the end result. And no part's concerned with who got credit. Just the end result. Just the end result. We're the body of Christ. We each have function in the body. We have different function in the body. I would dare say if I would ask 70% of you, it might be higher than that. If I asked 70% of you in this room to come take this mic, and you'd be like, oh, man. I'm not saying some of you couldn't function in the body. When I ask you to raise your left hand, I have a question for you. Which part in accomplishing that function was the most important. Other than the head, which part of the body was most important in accomplishing that function? Equally, right? Because they all had to function to accomplish the desired result. That came from the head. Now we understand this in the natural. 
We need the Spirit of the Lord to help us understand this in the spiritual. We're not in competition. We're not competing with the body of Christ. And when we find our function, right? There's no comparison, right? My forearm wasn't arguing with my bicep about which one should get. They're not comparing each other. They have different function. The hand didn't do anything. Really, right? It just was there. I mean, it didn't even do that. That's the wrist. It was just there. But it's where the attention was. It's not about who gets the attention. It's about each part fulfilling its function so that the desire of the head, Christ is our head, is fulfilled through the body of Christ. Structure. Structure. And so we must be led of the Spirit of God. And I met back at the beginning of January with a group of people and talked a little bit about structure. I shared a little bit of that last Sunday for a few minutes um, in the service. And um, we began to see significant change start happening in terms of doors opening. And I've shared a little bit of that with different Bible studies, with different homes opening just in a matter of 60 days, uh, no less than six new Bible studies opened up and started up. Um, if you're doing the math, that's one every 10 days. That's pretty significant, especially when we weren't actively, per se, pursuing it. We have people reaching out, asking, inviting, wanting now, the Lord dealt with me regarding structure in the body, and he said, look, when the body is functioning the way it's supposed to, I'm going to fill the structure. Again, I talked about that a little bit on Sunday, the principle of he formed man, then he breathed into structure, then filled it with the breath of life. The day of Pentecost, Christ spent three and a half years forming the church. Then he filled it with the breath of life, the infilling of the Holy Ghost. It became alive. It became a single body. Multiple parts became one body when the Spirit of the Lord filled them. So the Lord said, with structure, when we have proper structure, I'll get the glory, so I'll add to the church daily. No structure, it can't support the adding daily. You with me? But when I get right structure, I can keep adding to the church daily. And so the Lord let me know what we were seeing was a product of some things that he had led us into in structure that we had taught about at the beginning of January. And then two weeks later, it taught a little bit more. And I went into a lot of detail in that in those two hours on Saturday. So I was praying about that and talking to the Lord about that. Um, I used to just move on off a subject and go on, like looking for the next, neatest, greatest. What do you want to talk to me about now, Lord? Uh, again, a product of getting older, I, I'm sort of interested in just staying right there until he moves me off the subject. And, um, and so I was praying about that and thanking the Lord for that and what he's doing. I mean, we haven't done anything. We haven't started some new program. We haven't. But God, I mean, it doesn't take much look around you here on a Thursday night, and there's probably double here on a Thursday night than we had three months ago. You can say, well, COVID this. I don't know about all that. I think the Spirit of the Lord is drawing people, and He's dealing with our hearts. And so this is a product of the work of His Spirit when we get in alignment with the head. Alignment. Spiritual alignment. Now, I sent out a podcast on the group. Everybody doing okay? Okay. I'm trusting you're hearing with your spirit. I know I'm just talking, but I'm not just talking. I sent out a podcast a couple of days ago. Some of you may have had a chance to listen to it. I'm not going to make you raise your hand. I'm not going to put you on the spot. If you listen to it, it was from a service two months ago. Uh... You were here, you remember, 
in that service. Uh, Bishop talked uh, about an angel and then an angel accompanying him, accompanying him. And then he came over and said something to me, said, I think you have to do this next. This is what he said in case you couldn't hear it on that recording real quiet or that night. He came over and said, I think this needs to happen, but I think it, somehow you got to do it. Over and sat down. <laughs> that happens every once in a while. And um, the Lord had dealt with me before that service, but I wasn't sure where it fit until after Bishop finished. And if you listened, you heard the things that were declared regarding. Because that night in the service here, that Thursday night, there was tremendous angelic activity here. And so I simply declared what the Lord gave us to declare which was that they are here to labor with us. Well, when I was praying the last few days and thanking God for what he's been doing with structure and the result that's coming with structure, the Lord spoke to me and said, it's not just structure. And he took me back to that recording. That happened, that timing of that, Ministry on that Thursday night of January the 14th. The timing of that ministry happened to coincide closely with when we were teaching those next steps and parts to a group of people regarding structure of the church. And the Lord said, when the structure's right, the angels always work with my body. They are ministering spirits sent by God. And so he let me to know what's happening isn't just a result of structure, but it's also angelic hosts that are laboring with you, that are reaching into the harvest. They're doing the work of the kingdom. Okay? Everybody okay so far? All right. Are we in Kings somewhere, Jeremiah? First Kings chapter six, verse number nine. Second Kings, sorry, you were in the right place. Second Kings six, verse nine. The man of God sent to the king of Israel saying. Notice the man of God sent to the king of Israel. Beware that you pass not such a place. Don't go this way. For thither the Syrians are come down. And the king of Israel sent to the place which the man of God told him. And warned him of, and he saved himself there, not just once or twice. That lets us to know this kept happening several times. Verse 11. Therefore, the heart of the king of Syria, this is the enemy king, was sore troubled for this thing. And he called his servants, and he said to them, Will you not show me which of us is for the king of Israel? See, he thought there was a spy in the camp. Verse 12. One of his servants said, None, my lord, O king, but Elisha, the prophet that is in Israel. He tells the king of Israel the words that you speak in your bedchamber. Plain English, the king saying, who in here is the spy that's going telling Israel everything we're about to do before we do it? And one of his servants says, King, that's not that way. There's no spies. There's a man of God, a prophet over there that he hears from God. And he goes and tells the king of Israel, this is what Syria is getting ready to do. You can't speak something in your bedroom that he doesn't know. God is showing him all that stuff. This is what we just read. Got it? King's trying to figure out what's going on, and somebody knew what was going on. So verse 13, the king said, king of Syria, go and spy out where he is, that I may send and fetch him. And it was told him, saying, behold, he's in Dothan. So now the king of Syria is going to go and get this man, this prophet, this man of God, Elisha, and bring him back to Syria. That's his plan. 
right? Because he's tired of trying to attack Israel, but always being Israel being a step ahead. So, watch. There's verse 14. Therefore, he sent, or sent he, the king of Syria, sent horses and chariots and a great host. How many people is he going to get? One man. One man. See, we should learn that when the adversary sends a host, it's probably an indicator that he recognizes he's up against more than we realize sometimes. Hope somebody heard that. So he sent horses, chariots, a great host, and they came by night, and they compassed the city about for one man. They surround the city of Dothan for one man. And when the servant of the man of God was risen early and gone forth or went outside, behold, a host compassed the city both with horses and chariots. So he runs back inside and says, Alas, my master, how shall we do? So he's a little shook up. He got up early in the morning. He went out. And apparently there was enough light of day to see, uh uh-oh, something changed overnight. It was just us peaceful here in this city. And now I look, and the enemy and their horses and chariots have surrounded the city. This is not good. You got the picture? Verse 16, and he answered, he is Elisha, the prophet, the man of God. He answered, fear not. I want you to watch these words in verse 16. Fear not, for they that be with us are more than they that be with them. You see this? We'll come back to that in just a second. Verse 17. And Elisha prayed and said... Lord, I pray thee, open his eyes that he may see. And the Lord opened the eyes of the young man, and he saw. And behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire round about Elisha. And when they came down to him, Elisha prayed to the Lord and said, Smite this people, I pray thee, with blindness. That's the armies of Syria. And he smote them, the Lord smote them with blindness according to the word of Elisha. And Elisha said to them, This is not the way, neither is this the city. Follow me, and I'll bring you to the man whom you seek. But he led them to Samaria. And it came to pass, when they were come to Samaria, Elisha said, Lord, open the eyes of these men, that they may see. And the Lord opened their eyes, and they saw, and behold, they were in the middle of Samaria. And the king of Israel said to Elisha when he saw them, My father, shall I smite them? Shall I smite them? The Lord brought the enemy right in the middle of us. Should I destroy them? Verse 22, and Elisha answered, you shall not smite them. Wouldest thou smite those whom thou hast taken captive with your sword and with your bow? Set bread and water before them, that they may eat and drink and go to their master. He prepared great provision for them, and when they had eaten and drunk, he sent them away, and they went to their master. Watch. So the bands of Syria came no more into the land of Israel. If you can put verse 16 back up there, please, Jeremiah. So you have the picture. Armies of Syria, horses, chariots all around. The servant is fearful. The man of God says, don't be afraid. They that be with us are more than they that be with them. I want you to notice what he did not say. He did not say they that be with us are more than them. Right? That's how we think or how we read that if we read over it too quickly. If we read it too quickly, we automatically think in the natural. He did not say they that be with us are more than them. 
He said, they that be with us are more than they that be with them. Now, they and them can't be the same thing. You with me? He was like, hold on a minute. Wait, wait, wait. One more time. Elisha to his servant. They that are with us are more than they that are with them. Lord opened his eyes. And he saw the host of heaven as fire surrounding the prophet of Elisha. He recognized something. And he was wanting the servant to recognize. We have a heavenly host with us. And this heavenly host outnumbers the spiritual host that is motivating and directing our enemy. They that are with us are more than they that are with them. The Lord initiated something spiritually involving angelic laborers in prayer here a couple of weeks ago in that podcast that I sent out for you to listen to. Again, if you listen, some of you are going, man, I'm going to listen now. Um, If you listened, we had no sooner declared the things that the Lord had given us to declare, and a spirit of intercession came over the room. It wasn't prompted. It wasn't asked for. It was just the utterance of the Spirit of God that began to come out of yielded vessels. And we recognized there was a going forth. Now, hear me. We can look at all the goings on in our valleys and think, man, I just don't know. I don't see how. What do we do? I am here to declare the word of the Lord. They that be with us are more than they that be with them. They that are working with us are more than they that be with them. Now notice. The reason I read on through that passage of scripture. Is because. The purpose of Elisha. Wasn't to try to destroy Syria. The Syrian. Our purpose isn't to. Fight against and destroy flesh and blood. People need to be rescued from sin and bondage and destruction and addiction and deception. And you fill in the blank. Our valleys need rescue. They need deliverance. But they're being held captive against their will, the scripture says. The Bible tells us the adversary holds people captive against their will. And so if we were to look in the natural... Elisha, you're just one man. There's a whole army of horses and chariots representing Sirius around. What do we do? There's, there's only one, but there's so many of them, and there's an army, and we're just sitting here getting ready to have a cup of coffee, but our morning's interrupted. I don't know if they had coffee. I just assumed that. I mean, they were spiritual. They had coffee. Oh, wait, Amen, Sister Julie. So, pray for my wife. She's becoming more spiritual. She started drinking iced coffee. Now, we can read this historical account, and I feel faith. And I, I believe and know it to be true because it's the word of God. But we can look and go, man, there's only 45 here. I mean, there's, there's 250,000 plus in the valleys. They that be with us are more than they that be with them. If an entire army of a nation was outnumbered, the spiritual force directing that army was outnumbered. 
by the angelic host that God had set for one man. What has God set in motion for end time harvest? And his body in the earth. And he said, if I be lifted up, I'll draw all men unto me. Hear me, those who will. The Lord is working with us. Not for our benefit. For his glory. The Lord is working with us to draw. There are people in this room tonight. That 60 days ago you weren't here. And it wasn't just your idea. God has sent angelic hosts and they have reached to you under the instruction of the Lord and have brought you. And there are some that are not here, but God has sent and I feel angelic host right now. God has sent angelic host to friends, to family that you have prayed for and you've wondered, can any... But when you prayed, God in His infinite wisdom and timing and desire sent angelic laborers that would draw them and says, now's the time. Now's the appointed time. Now's the appointed time. Now is the appointed time. And they that be with us are more than they that be with them. I'm telling you, you are going to have people reaching out to you that you are surprised they reached out. Don't be surprised. Recognize this is a work of the Spirit of God. This is the timing of God. And I need to speak boldly. I need to declare the truth of the Word of God. I need to realize this is the timing of God. And I'm the connection point that God has chosen. And so I'll speak the Word. And speak it in love and speak the truth. I've been praying, and I know some others have too, for a young man for some time. Praying in faith, believing. The first time I sat and had a meal with him, the Lord spoke to me about him. And so I have faith. I don't need any more. If the Lord gives me a word about something, I got faith. I got faith. That's why I could believe for Rigo for so long. I knew, what I, I knew what the Lord chose to illuminate for whatever reason the first time. I have faith. And the Lord has brought circumstances into the young man's life that would break him. I sat this evening before service and wept with him at a coffee table. Outside of a Starbucks. I've been praying. Others have been praying for a couple of years. At least. Tonight I expressed to him. The first time I had dinner with you. And so you may not know it yet. But I've got faith for where you're going. I've got faith. And there's some of you here tonight. I'm almost done. There's some of you here tonight. You're still trying to find your place. If I can say it that way. You know God's brought you. You understand. Okay, I'm, I've got place in the body. You're recognizing this is more than just a. This isn't a church gathering. I mean it is. But you know what I mean. Religious. This isn't some religious gathering where we just. You realize, hold on, this is different. There's something spiritual that's taking place, and God has chosen for me to be a part. And maybe you're still trying to figure out what that is. Don't despair. God has place and purpose and function. Sister Mary reached out to me two weeks ago. I know, some, I know a lot of you have heard this. She reached out to me two weeks ago. 
her friend, her dear friend for a long time, was going to get baptized. And she remembered something Sister Mary had said to her somewhere along the way. And when she was going to get baptized, that word of God that she had shared, I don't know how long ago, came back to that friend and she just, she said something's not right. And all she knew to do was call Sister Mary and say, I don't know, something's not right. I remember, didn't you say something to me about in the Bible it says? Sister Mary said, yeah. Her friend said, I can't. Yesterday. Yesterday. That friend sat in Sister Mary's house and she taught her a Bible study for the first time there in her home. And she's coming back next week. I stood with Brother Juan, well, Saturday morning here after prayer, after men's prayer. Brother Juan said, Elder, I... There's a guy at work I've been talking to, and man, he he says he wants to get baptized. Can we do that? I'm like, yeah, we do that. (laughs) I was giving him a hard time. He said, but I, and this is what he says to me. He says, well, I feel like that he probably needs a little more teaching to make sure he understands it's not just going through a routine, but that, that he understands what baptism is and what's, I said, I agree. He's just looking at me. You know how Brother Juan's sort of quiet. I said, I agree. You should teach him. You're the connection, not me. I'm not shirking responsibility, you understand. Brother Juan has function in the body. I said, how can I help you? What can we do? Wait. So Sunday after church, he, had his, he brought me his notes. I said, I'll look at your notes if you want. I, you know, he brought me, he's got two and a half pages of notes on baptism and scripture. And, and he could stand up here and teach it. He had it lined out. He was, so we looked at his notes, told him a couple. I don't know when that Bible study's happening, but I know it's happening. It's going to look different for every one of us. But hear me, they that be with us are more than they that be with them. Now, this isn't a competition, you understand. This is so that we understand the adversary that would try to hold people captive can't win. He can't win. He's outnumbered. And God's on our side. God is on our side. And we, as the church of Christ, the body of Jesus Christ, as we give ourselves to prayer and fellowship with him, they that be with us, this is what it means to be laborers together with him. We are no longer operating in our abilities. We are now operating with supernatural accompaniment. I don't just mean the infilling of the Holy Ghost. I mean angelic host sent by God laboring with us in the harvest. Now. And so when someone comes to you and has a question, you need to recognize, okay, this is what we were talking about Thursday night. They're coming to me. You need to be praying for them. You need to be staying engaged you and this is a god ordained time that we're in stand with me please i reflect on i finish with this story you, you may not recognize well, I'll tell you this and then I'll tell the story. Right now, if my count's right, we have 17 different outreach points, whether it's a home Bible study, an anger management, 
a union gospel, a fill-in-the-blank, 17 different outreach points taking place every week. Like I said, at least six of those have come in the last 60 days. Now I have a question for you. How many of you here, if somebody asked you, could tell you what our program is that produced that? We have to recognize this is what it means for God to work with us. There's a place in Scripture where we worked with God, and then there comes a time, the Scripture tells us, where God works with us. I believe we've crossed into that. And so when you have a Bible study, I don't care if it's one-on-one, one-on-three, one-on-33, you should expect the ministry of the Spirit of God to take place, the supernatural to be at work, Because God forbid we're operating in our flesh and our humanity. It's that hour. It's that time. It's God's plan. In Jesus' name. Would you talk to him? Maybe it's time to call that person's name again. Come on, maybe it's time to speak their name one more time and say, adversary, you don't win. Maybe it's time to speak in faith again over that name, over that life, over that family, over. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Come on, give yourself to prayer. Let the Holy Ghost lead you. Give yourself to prayer. You're accomplishing a work of the Spirit of God. You're accomplishing a work of the Spirit of God. They that be with us are more than they that be with them. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. I've expressed this to you before, but I'm going to say it again. As a child of God filled with the Spirit of God, when you walk into a room, 
when you walk into a room, you're the most powerful person in that room. If you and I have been in fellowship with him, like we've talked about the last few weeks, if we've been in fellowship with him, when we walk into that room, it will change the atmosphere of the room. It'll change it. It'll affect it. Not because of me, not because of you, but because of Christ that dwells within us. John said it, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. We need the Holy Ghost to anoint our minds and our eyes spiritually to see. Greater is he that is in me. I'm not intimidated by the world. My heart grieves for it when the Lord allows it to grieve. But I'm not intimidated. I'm not. You should not be intimidated. I'm not talking about arrogance. You understand? I'm not talking about walking around like you're all that or I'm all that. We don't have to announce anything to anybody. Talked about knowing who we are when we've been blood bought and spirit filled. We are the child of God. And people may not understand the difference, but I promise you the spirit world knows the difference. And so it changes the room. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Praise God. Aren't you thankful? I'm telling you, go in faith. Go in faith. In the word of God. You say, I don't know how. That's okay. Go in faith. What do I do? You'll know. Yield to the Holy Ghost. Go in faith. And if you're still unsure, what's my fun? Then talk to the Lord about that. God, I'm just not sure what my function is, but I want to operate in my function. Show me, lead me, guide me, God, instruct me, use me. I promise you he'll answer. Amen? Praise God. God bless you. Amen. That's all I've got. Don't forget Sunday. We're looking forward to a great time in the Lord. Brother... uh, Elder Flowers will be with us Sunday morning, and he'll be ministering Sunday in our first service. And uh, I'm looking forward to the ministry of Brother John Stone in our second service. And we'll probably have a guest minister. I don't know if I call him a guest. We'll have a visiting minister. I guess it's the same. On Thursday night as well. So um, just would you, I'm asking the body of Christ, come early find a place of prayer agree together let's see what god will do in this time sunday and thursday um, i am walking out of here and getting in a car and going to an airport uh, i'm i'm traveling for the next seven days and so i covet your prayers and i didn't want somebody to think i was just ignoring you because i'm walking right out the door i love you and appreciate you pray for us and uh Let's go do what God wants us to do. In Jesus' name.